0: to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel.
1: On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor, bad language, dirty jokes,
0: and other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only.
1: So if you are too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you.
0: Thanks much.
1: And now, on with the show. About to fall over. <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Geeking Poetic Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts. Over here to my right is the mischievous scamp, (laughs) none other than...
0: Megan Guess.
1: And, Meg, what are we here to talk about?
0: We are going to talk about another mischievous scamp. Yes. Named Loki.
1: Yep. Loki. Finally, we've been anxiously awaiting this show to come out. You especially have. Yeah, yeah. I love Loki. I think Tom Hiddleston's great. I think he does. He he does a great job (laughs) at this character, and uh, already, just in two episodes, we've seen. A lot of growth in a lot of ways with this character it's really really cool so Mm -hmm. this isn't exactly anything new for us anybody that's watched the channel before has seen that we've done other uh recap kind of shows about the mcu uh disney plus programs
0: Mm -hmm. yeah we did one division yep that was a lot of fun that was definitely different (laughs) (laughs) uh Yeah, good or say, bad. Yeah,
1: a little Depends of both. Depends on, yeah, yeah a little, blocks, little of both. little
0: column A, a little column B. And Falcon and the Winter Soldier, well, that was a fun ride.
1: That was mostly good. Yeah,
0: mostly good. So, I mean, they've all had their own unique feel to them. Yeah. And they gave us a lot of fun rides. Yeah. And a lot to talk about and speculate about of what's coming up in the MCU. Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't think this one's going to be any exception. And in fact, I mean, we already know that... Kevin Feige and all of them over there at Disney and Marvel said that out of all the shows so far, Loki is supposed to be the one that's going to be the most closely tied in with what's to come from the MCU. Oh,
0: okay. So it's like the most vital... Yeah. If you need to make for sure you're up to speed. Right. So you can't Loki. be like
1: our co-host, our other... V- Vito, absent... <laughs>
0: we're calling you out. Yeah. Where are our, you up, bro?
1: Our other co-host, Vito, who... <laughs> is not here because he decided oh, I don't like Loki. And I'm like, oh, come on, man. You gotta watch this or you're not gonna know what the hell's going on with the other things that you you're do like. you
0: have to watch our recaps, I guess.
1: Exactly, that's what we're doing this for. <laughs> so on the note of it being like a recap, we're not gonna do like a whole recap thing. There's plenty of other channels and shows out there that do a whole scene by scene recap. We figure that most of you that are watching or listening to us right now, Probably know you know mostly what's going on, but what we're gonna do rather than recap is we're going to break it down because we love our fives. Mm -hmm. On this, we're always doing top five this and top five that. So what we're gonna do is break it down into uh, for episodes one and two the five standout like factors or whatever you want to standout points and nuances of the show that we think are the most worthy of discussing. So. With Let's that, do it. here we go. Number five.
0: So number five, Loki is destined to be likable.
1: That's true. Yeah, you can't I mean, help but
0: like this asshole.
1: <laughs> exactly, and he is an asshole, no matter which way you slice it. But the thing about Loki is that we get to see pretty quickly in this show how he, as much as even when he was at his most dastardly, which I would say would have been. In 2012, you know, back during the uh, Chitari War. He's
0: stabbing like 50 people in the back.
1: Yes, taking out <laughs> eyeballs, all You're that right? kind of stuff. <laughs> I think that we get to see pretty quickly that he's not really that bad of a person. He's misguided. He has
0: feelings.
1: He does have feelings, yeah. And what's cool is in the first episode of the series, we get to see him really quickly evolve from being Mr. Glorious Purpose you know I'm I'm just I'm
0: a god listen yeah. to me yes exactly I know all. you must follow me
1: right by the end of the episode we get to see him re- have a lot of growth and realization that that is not only that's not really what his destiny is but also that You know, he's got to come up with other things to rule his life around. Because Mobius brings it up to him. Is like, you're the god of mischief, mischief, but you don't seem so mischievous. And a lot of the things you do just seem kind of misdirected and yeah, half-cocked, right? And uh, Loki, by the end of the episode, I think basically comes to realize that. And just, again, that factor of him finding... That he has no place and no purpose anymore, mm-hmm. and literally just like I, you know, basically, now his whole purpose is just wanting to stay alive.
0: Yeah, he's got to find a new place in his life, or it's right. not even his life in the world, I guess. Yeah, in it, what world, right? At that, right? I don't know, he doesn't even know where he's at, right? Where is the TVA?
1: Right, yeah, and that's the thing, too. I mean, he's just so completely knocked sideways, not only with the fact that he doesn't have the same purpose anymore. His or powers. His gl- glorious purpose or powers, because he's come to realize that Infinity Stones are basically fucking useless. Right. Which really knocked his dick in the dirt, so to speak. <laughs> you know? But then to come and find out that he's in this like TVA that sort of exists almost outside of time... Mm-hmm. That's he's even asking in the second is episode mess, when he's like, magic? "Are we we are from the are we from the future? Are we from the past? I yeah. don't even know, <laughs> you know." So, <laughs> and and realizing how formidable it is for the first time in a long time, Loki really kind of feels overwhelmed and small, mm-hmm. and uh, that's humbling and confusing for him. And it's it's really fucking cool, I think, because I've always felt that Loki is such a um, interesting, formidable character that they only just started to really get interesting with him in the movies when he died in Infinity War. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was literally, like, broken up when he died, you know, and especially since they started that movie with that. like, Oh, yeah,
0: right off the bat.
1: Right, I remember just being like, holy shit. <laughs> this is how we're starting the whole Infinity <laughs> War thing is with Loki dying and Hulk getting his ass handed to him. It was like, and and Asgard getting destroyed. It was like, whoa. Mm. So yeah, I, I'm really loving this series already. Just two episodes in, just the fact that not only do we get Loki back, but we're not just getting handed that old Kind of one dimensional Loki from the first Avengers movie. No, he's
0: all over the place.
1: We're seeing a lot of development. He's
0: been emotional. He's been funny. Yeah, definitely he's funny. Been yeah, wacky.
1: Right, and he's been smart, clever. Smart,
0: yeah, smart and clever. A
1: lot of, especially yeah. about the second episode. I oh mean, yeah, we we get to see a lot of that once he starts really working with the TVA and uh, his rapport with Mobius and stuff. It's 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 loving it. Great, yeah. Yeah, well, got
0: another Falcon Winter Soldier bromance going on here.
1: Kind of, yeah, and it kind of reminds me of like old, um, old like mystery shows, and it's it's almost like a little like Mulder and Scully ish shit times, <laughs> right? You know, uh-huh. like there's kind of that that dichotomy between the two of them. It's it's great, yeah. I'm really really digging what they're doing with Loki's character.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, so we got number four. Right, not everything good is truly good. But not everything bad is truly bad either.
1: Right, right. And, w- and we mentioned that before, that that was a factor in this. And, I mean, Loki actually states Literally that. Literally says that. Yeah, he states that to Mobius and everything. And you kind of see Mobius sort of his wheels turning in his head. Because I think that is definitely, at least as of this moment in the series, that is probably the overarching theme of, of the, the show. the entire show, yeah. Because... <laughs> You know, your first impression is like, well, Loki is kind of, you know, he's this humorous, doomed to fail bad guy, and you know, and the TVA. Well, obviously, they're supposed to be like the good guys, yeah, kind of like keeping
0: it all together.
1: Like Shield, if it wasn't for and,
0: them, we'd be, at, we wouldn't exist anymore,
1: right? That sort of thing. And then we've got this evil variant Loki that's lurking around out there, killing people and causing all this havoc and every, you know, and it. Just like you said earlier, everything with the MCU points to the fact that it ain't gonna stay that way. Mm -hmm. And I've already
0: seen some signs of it.
1: Yeah, exactly. We the
0: the soldier guys; those guys are dicks.
1: Yeah, I don't like them. I don't like them either. You know,
0: Mobius goes like, "Dude, you know, show some class here." He's like, "Well, they're gonna die. What's it matter?" Like, still, yeah, you can't be dicks to them push them around and stuff.
1: Right? Yeah, it's exactly, and it, it it definitely hints at some underlying darker kind of thing going on with the time variance authority mm-hmm. i mean you know it's good to i guess that they're supposed to be keeping track of everything and stuff but it's showing that there's like a little bit of a uh, a lack of uh, sympathy mm-hmm. for The the worlds and the lives that they're supposed to be keeping saving or yeah keeping in line keeping in check yeah it's it's a little nefarious and what's also interesting about it is the fact that Mobius has on a couple of occasions more than a couple already shown uh, a resistance to that. Mobius has also shown himself to be something of a risk taker and a rule breaker, which doesn't seem like that falls really in line with the time variance authority and their way of things.
0: Mm-hmm. Cuz he was supposed to be like created by them, right?
1: I think uh, supposedly they haven't gotten into that in great detail, but supposedly the the time lords, <laughs> whatever you want to call them, <laughs> the the time lizards ended up Creating all of them, yeah. I mean, that's why, like in the first episode with Casey, the the desk worker, yeah. who's a great, I love him, hilarious character. <laughs> he's
0: in the second one too. Yeah, he he's has, like oh, you again. <laughs> <laughs> he
1: has little little parts in his there.
0: Pop stolen from him.
1: Yeah, he's he's hilarious, but when he gets threatened, Loki threatens that he's gonna gut him like a fish, and and Casey fish? says, "What's a fish? I don't." <laughs> so he's never. He's never seen or heard of a fish. All he's existed but his is his life to
0: behind the desk, he said.
1: ...work that job. And we've got Mobius with his infatuation with jet skis, <laughs> of all things.
0: Though he can never ride one. I think we're going to see him on one by the end of this. I hope so. I hope so. so.
1: Yeah, I really hope so. I, I think that's... If they don't factor in, that's a, that's a huge, huge miss on the part of <laughs> Marvel and Disney. But then again, you know, they have a history of doing that WandaVision. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway... Um, so I, I definitely think that that is like a theme throughout. And I think that all, like you said, we've seen a lot of that. I think that Ravona. I don't trust her. I definitely do not trust her. I she's think she's up to no good. I definitely think there was a, a pointed. Uh, purpose for that scene with Mobius being in Ravona's office and pointing out that
0: the rings
1: yeah and and all that wh- yeah the, the rings on the table and oh where'd you get these pens from I didn't bring them to you and where did you get that snow globe from I didn't bring them to you and her saying well I've got other you know uh, analysts or whatever it is that are that are working for me and all this kind of stuff uh, yeah I don't know that's a, that seemed real shady and kind of pointed, and a little spoiler thing for you folks at home, if you're not aware, that the character, Ravona comes from the comic books, and in the comic books, we come to find out that she has a relationship with a major villain known as Kang the Conqueror, and mm-hmm. I can't go into a whole backstory here, there's plenty of stuff on YouTube and other places about Kang the Conqueror, but... What you may know about King the Conqueror, because it's been officially announced, is King the Conqueror is a villain that is going to be introduced into the MCU in the next Ant-Man movie hmm. in Quantum Mania. Maybe already... we'll get
0: a sneak peek of him.
1: Exactly. He's already been cast, and they did actually already talk to that actor and asked him if there was any chance we might see him sooner in a show like Loki, and he kind of played. Coily dumb and was like, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're even referring... You know Oh, what I mean? we're like, gonna see him. <clears throat> we might, or there like might be some... Like s- the
0: very in-credit scene.
1: Kind of like what what happened with Thanos years exactly. ago, way before Infinity War and stuff when we saw Thanos in an after-credit scene very briefly. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh shit, we're getting Thanos. So yeah, Ravona had a relationship with Kang, and as far as we've seen so far, nobody has actually seen or talked to the timekeepers. And the only one who ever seems to be relating this information about, oh, this is what the timekeepers want and what they don't want and what they're doing and what they're thinking is And
0: Even when she talks about them, she's very... Coy and dismissive Right Like, well, you know
1: You know how they are Yeah Yeah, I don't have much to say about them Kind of thing And
0: pushes it off to something else
1: Right It's very Wizard of Oz Kind of And behind she, the curtain Yeah, she kind of reminds me of, like, the guard, you know In the Wizard <laughs> of Oz That, oh, rang that bell You know, that guy <laughs> I, You know, she just kind of like Oh, you know, I spoke to Oz And Oz said to buzz off Kind of thing And then, you know, it's like Oh, yeah, sure he did mm-hmm. Okay Right and that's kind of where we're at with that. I, I definitely think that we're going to find out that, you know, I think Loki's going to show more of his good natured side, his heroic side, even if it's still kind of dastardly and self serving. I think the variant Loki, which we'll get into in a minute and okay. stuff, I think the variant Loki is definitely going to show uh, her other side and we're gonna find out there's way more to it than just being evil and destructive. There there's a there's a plan here. Yeah. And it's I don't think it's all an evil plan.
0: No. We know it's not about Loki though.
1: No. <laughs> yeah. She's
0: very clear about that.
1: It's not about you, she says. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, man, well. Bitchy. But uh you know, but it gets in keeping with the character perfectly. Although, I've got some things to say about that Which character.
0: Which character? Larry, do tell.
1: Right. Well, I'll get into time. it right now.
0: Time. Okay, you're going to do it now? Yeah. All right.
1: Okay, so, School the, us, Larry. so the whole thing with the variant Loki is that we come to find out by the end of episode two that the variant Loki is a lady Loki. Now, lady Loki is not... Uh, unfamiliar to those who are familiar with the comic books because there is a Lady Loki in the comic books. However, this Lady Loki doesn't bear a lot of resemblance physically and sort of where they're going with it to the Lady Loki in the comics. What's interesting is that this character has a resemblance to another comic book character, a very well-known established character from the Thor and Loki storyline and universe and there may have been an inadvertent well maybe inadvertent or maybe they wanted it to get out there i don't know but an inadvertent uh little easter egg there as to who this lady loki is because when you watch episode two and you go all the way to the end where they have the foreign language credits Because they have all the different credits. We have the the standard Western English ones, and then there's German, and there's Spanish, and so on and so forth. And when it gets to one of the other credits, and they credit the uh, voice actors for those, instead of saying the variant or Lady Loki, it is crediting that character with the name Sylvie. Now, the significance of Sylvie is that is the name of a character in Marvel Comics the, the second version of this character i should say of the enchantress now the enchantress was uh, a pretty major character both versions the original one from back in the silver and bronze age and stuff and then this one the sylvie one that came more recently that had ties to loki strong ties to loki and stuff in the comic book she kind of ended up being um Sort of like a pawn of Loki's. It's, it's, it's hard to explain it all. You'll, you'll have to look it up. We might end up talking more about it because I do think it's going to factor into future episodes. But the fact that the Enchantress's name is Sylvie mm-hmm. in the comic books and they just happen to call this character Sylvie. Now, some people might say it was a mistake or it's a misleading thing, but I, I really don't think it is because as soon as I watched episode two and she took that cloak off, and I and saw her
0: features and everything were her, like this, right? Her
1: features, the blonde hair, her headpiece, the fact that she has a green aura energy, and she enchants people. That's what she does. She enchants them, enchants their minds to get them to do her bidding and all that kind of stuff. It's the fucking enchantress. Hmm. And if this is not supposed to be the straight up Sylvie the Enchantress from the comic books, then it is an amalgamation. Of the Enchantress yeah, and a variant Loki. They might be combining it, which they do in the MCU all the time. So, again, that, that you know, who knows where that's going to lead. That that could be, you know, could be good, could be bad, could be a little bit of both. Knowing Loki and this character and this show, I think it's a little bit of both.
0: Yeah, because she, she was very clear, don't call me Loki.
1: Yeah, she didn't like that name.
0: She's Randy.
1: Well, that was cuz <laughs> yeah, that was cause the person she was inhabiting, she did obviously didn't want to say her real name at mm-hmm. the time.
0: Yeah, but do not call her Loki.
1: Yeah, Just and she's Sylvie. But that's and that's what I'm saying, and that's the thing about it is, I mean, obviously it's a variant Loki, but any real Loki is very proud to be Loki.
0: Right. That's why it was like
1: Yeah, why would she not want to be called Loki unless she's not, not Loki. Loki. I think she's
0: and she wants to be her own. If she Pretending. was, like, a pawn before, because she wants nothing to do with them now... Right. She doesn't want that association. Yeah,
1: yeah, exactly. So, anyway, where that's going to go, we don't know yet, but I think it's really interesting that we're seeing already so many twists on who's good, who's bad, where's Where's this all going?
0: They're gonna, I think they're going to keep us guessing the whole way.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: I hope so, anyway.
1: That kind of leads us into... Number three. Yeah. Which is.
0: Number three is the sacred timeline. Legit. Or BS.
1: <laughs> or complete BS. <laughs> I don't know. Right off the bat, I feel like the whole concept is. It's cool, but it just felt like bullshit. And Loki's been calling bullshit the, the whole entire time. way. Yeah. And I think he's, he's like, right. I want
0: to talk to them. Where are they? Let me
1: see him. And it's interesting. I mean, obviously, there's allegory there to, like, religion and beliefs and faith. And there's a lot of that because the whole thing is that Loki obviously is questioning, going, well, if there are these creators, you know, why can't I see them? Why are they letting all these bad things happen? Why can't they just fix this? Why can't they just tell us what's coming next instead of l- making us run around chasing our asses everywhere? And then on the other end of it, you have people like Mobius saying, well, you know, you don't question, you just believe. Yeah, You just have faith and everything. That's what you do. That's, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's an interesting concept, but I, I do have a feeling that there is a lot of BS there. Or maybe it's kind of, in a way, going back to the previous point, maybe the Time Variance Authority started out as a good thing.
0: And then they became full themselves and became corrupt.
1: Corrupted. Or maybe somebody infiltrated it and corrupted it. Mm-hmm. People like King the Conqueror and True. his little you know his little accomplice Ravona. I mean I i don't hmm. know that you know I'm just speculating right now this is all speculation we're not gonna get into that shit like we did with WandaVision nope. and every, everybody thought Mephisto- we having
0: fun with it now yeah
1: Mephisto's coming no he's not nope nothing like just that Just boner just boner Yep. so <laughs> but anyway um yeah so I think that There's definitely going to be some really interesting revelations that are going to come along and we're going to find out that this whole concept of the sacred timeline being for everybody's greater good and all that kind of stuff, I don't, I'm not buying it. And I'm on Loki's side.
0: Yeah. It just doesn't seem like time should be that neatly tied up in a bow. No. It's just not possible.
1: There needs to be some chaos, like he said. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And And I think that... I feel like that Loki was hinting when he was having that conversation about the jet skis and all that stuff in episode two. I feel like he was hinting at the fact that, you know, things don't work that way that even then he's just still not believing that like everything we're doing and saying and everything right now is all predetermined and even ravona when she was sitting there telling mobius like right now you know they're they're whittling what you know they're trying to figure out where things are going next and i'm like oh yeah okay bullshit (laughs) you know that's that's about as real and believable as the the heart that the great oz gave tin man you know (laughs) Cause Oz never gave nothing to the Tin Man that he didn't already have. America told you that back in 1973.
0: Always and listen to America.
1: Always listen to some early folk yacht rock. Mm-hmm. They, they've got the they've got the clues. Although they did say the heat was hot in the Horse with No Name. Of course the fucking heat was hot. Anyway, so the, besides the point. But anyway, I'm very interested to see where this sacred timeline thing is going to go because I. I think we're both on the same page that it's a bunch of. It's BS. going
0: down, where so it's going. Down. Yeah.
1: Well, we saw at the end of the episode that with uh, Sylvie Loki ended up sending oh, all yeah. these all these time eraser bombs, like time things
0: bombs, yeah, all
1: across the timeline, and we see that like there's a multiverse, a crazy, a multiverse of madness, if you will, <laughs> about to happen um, unless they somehow stop it. You know, because we got left with a cliffhanger Are they going to but... stop it?
0: Stop it now?
1: <laughs> stop it now. <laughs> okay, Yoda. <laughs> so, we'll see. Interesting.
0: All right. Now on to number two. Yep. And Loki, yep. this lovely series we're talking about. Okay. Has, like, the perfect mixture of humor and seriousness balanced.
1: Yeah. It's yeah. Perfect. Yeah. You got humor and drama. Drama. Yeah. and and that's and that's to me anyway i think that's the best mcu stuff like when they when they can do that that's i love the fact that movies like say the winter soldier or guardians of the galaxy 2 you know things like that those to me those are some of the best marvel movies because they've got great humor but it never gets to the point where it gets so goofy That you just can't take it seriously. I mean, I love the Ant-Man. I love all the Marvel movies. I love the Ant-Man movies. They get pretty goofy. Those are definitely lighter fare. Those are my
0: movies. Yeah, those are
1: definitely more your movies. They're lighter fare. Yes, they are. Whereas some of the other ones, like, say, like, Civil War was, like, a very serious. I mean, there was a couple of lighter points in that, in that movie, but that, that was a pretty serious, that wasn't a feel good movie by any means, you know, (laughs) even, uh, even the second Avengers movie, Age of Ultron, it had a few lighter moments, but that was another one that was just like, man, this is a lot of turmoil in a movie. I enjoy it, but it always leaves me feeling a little wanting. Loki so far is a great mixture of it and it's a different mixture of it like mm-hmm. it it feels like the best of the MCU but then it also feels like something new we haven't seen before
0: all right i'll go with that
1: right mm-hmm. i mean like i said there's elements of like mystery x files type things going <laughs> yeah. on here there's elements of even like doctor who kind oh, of there's stuff there's a lot of that yeah. in there you know there's there's uh, there's all sorts of other things even like some Stranger things kind of like elements to it, even like, especially the way they use sound and, and the that 80s sounding kind of soundtrack mm-hmm. and everything. And it, it's, I really love the fact that they can balance it out so well. Because, like I said earlier, I feel like Loki could dangerously be a little bit of a one dimensional character, and he's not.
0: No, no, I really loved with the, the salad scene where he's like <laughs> trying to, he's like, <laughs> See, I can do whatever yeah. I want. Look. It's like explaining. he's being totally serious. He's not trying to be funny. He's like, look, see, Andy's being a dick at the same time. <laughs> right. And Moby's is like, "Please, I, I Please stop, stop messing I, I, my salad." I really want to eat yeah. that. Oh, no, don't you, do that. Right. You, you know? could have
1: made your point without having to use and my salad. And then he salad. goes and
0: steals Casey's soda cuz he's out of his own soda. <laughs> right. He's like, "Oh, you again." Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, "Sorry, I need to borrow this." <laughs> yeah. And he port- It's like, oh come on, don't do that. I love the whole scene.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that whole scene is great and I love the fact that he's using humor and stuff there, but then he's talking about
0: serious <laughs> catastrophe. Yeah,
1: right. Exactly. Like some some pretty serious plot point, you know, revelation happening mm-hmm. right there.
0: That was a fun way to get that point across.
1: Exactly. And they do a lot of that when they go to Pompeii, <laughs> that whole scene with him speaking Latin and stuff to the people in Pompeii.
0: Telling no, don't do that. You can't do that. Yeah, yeah. The, like, what? That doesn't matter.
1: Yeah. They do, like, what if they find out? Right. They do a great job of like the straight man and the and the goofy guy thing. Yeah.
0: You know why Mobius and Loki work so well together? Why? Traveling time.
1: Why? Because
0: they were in Midnight in Paris together, traveling time.
1: See, I never, I, well, I remember you told me about it a while back, but I never I saw it. I think it was it.
0: one of my top five time travel movies oh, I watched. Oh, okay. That's funny. I really funny. enjoyed And they were both in that, traveling time together. Well, there you go. Messing up everything.
1: Yeah, see, they need to, they need to talk about that on the show. And yeah, throw I hope in they work little, it in. That'd be fun. <laughs> a little uh, Easter egg, you know, like alternate timeline thing. But anyway, yeah. So the balance, I'm with you. The balance on this show has been. Awesome.
0: All right, so number 1, I am loving that Loki. Yeah. Always is keeping us guessing.
1: The character the or character. the show? It's kind of both, yeah. Yeah,
0: now you mentioned it both.
1: Yeah, I mean, right. Cuz I mean, we've seen him already in two episodes just run the gamut of different kinds of Lokis, like you like you brought up, you know, kind of like fractured yeah, he's a fragile. broken
0: soul kind of a Loki, where he's learned all his where he's really his purpose is
1: or lack, lack thereof. thereof. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then there's like angry, tyrannical Loki that we saw at the beginning, and still, every now and then, kind of rears its head. And then we've seen like the really mischievous scamp Loki, you know, where he's just always trying to be, you know, several steps ahead of everybody else and every. Yeah, mm-hmm. I. Th- and that is. One of the things that really, really piques my interest on this show, because again, while shows like, say, WandaVision, we were constantly trying to guess where they were going with it and stuff. It was done in such a mysterious kind of seemed directionless at the time kind of way that it really took a lot of your patience (laughs) and understanding to keep up with it and a lot of people didn't. I mean not not just Vito, our co-host, but I knew a lot of people, yeah, you get, that, what
0: five minutes into it? He's like, I'm done.
1: Yeah, that was ridiculous. But I know other people that got two episodes or three episodes into that and they mm-hmm. were like
0: yeah, I think my brother's like, mm, yeah, I'm done.
1: Yeah, and they said, you know, it's okay, you know, it's kind of funny and it's kind of a little intriguing, but I'm just not really getting enough here. Whereas this show is doing that and it's it's giving us just enough to be able to, like you said, keep guessing and have fun guessing because that's part of this. That's why we're doing this show is because we enjoy trying to guess where this is all going and mm-hmm. and speculating about it and, you know, not getting too wrapped up in it like a lot of people like did. We did
0: with WandaVision. We're not doing that again.
1: Right. And, and you know, we, like we pick
0: out every nuance. Say, what does <laughs> right. this mean? What does this mean? Right. Like, just go for and we ride. weren't as
1: bad as a lot of people out there because a lot of people really hung their hats on these uh, these ideas that they came up with that, you know, it was going to cross over to the X-Men and cross over with Fantastic <laughs> Four right. and cross over to, you know, uh, Mephisto and Nightmare and all these things. I mean, people really believed that was going to happen, and when it didn't, they got upset about it.
0: Yeah, even the director or whatever was like, oh, I hope people aren't disappointed, because they, they really ran with this.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. They proved to be more imaginative than you were, dude. So, <laughs> but in all seriousness, I this show, it, it's the fun way of keeping us guessing, keeping us hanging on to the edge of our seats at the end of every episode, but not feeling, like, utterly confused. Yeah.
0: No, it's like will he, won't he Right, kind of thing. It's like, is he going to stay true to Mobius? Is he going to stick around, do what he says he's going to do? Or does he have something else up his sleeves? Right. He says, he says things. Right. But is that really what he's going to be doing? Yeah. I don't. I don't know. And I love it. Because
1: (laughs) the problem is, is he sits there and he tells Sylvie, Lady Loki, says, oh, no, I'm, you know, I'm playing like a long game. He tells her this whole spiel about. I'm
0: undercover. I'm actually
1: undercover and I'm trying to do this and I'm going to take down the, the, you know, the time, uh, the time variance authority and all this stuff. But then he'll talk to Mobius and say, no, I really want this. Everybody he talks to, he's giving them a different face, you Mm -hmm. know. And uh, it just leaves you guessing of like, well, what's the real one? And my estimation is it's a little bit of all of them.
0: It is. I think we'll maybe meet in the middle. Because when he turned around and looked at Mobius before he jumped in. Yeah. I mean, that to me kind of said he has some kind of.
1: Responsibility.
0: Responsibility to Mobius. Yeah, like, he's not just leaving him hanging out to dry. And you, he's gonna go find out what's really going on.
1: Well, but you know, and an interesting point that a friend of ours, Matt, made to me the other day after he watched it, he said, "Yeah, you know, it was just one of those kind of annoying movie and TV tropes, though, that they did it that way." And he really hopes that it pays off. And I, and I kind of agree with him because it's like there was more than enough time for Loki in that moment, before he jumped through that time portal to go after Sylvie. There was more than enough time for him to say, I have to do this, trust me, you know, I'll, I'll get her or whatever, you know what I mean? To kind of, to sort of get Mobius off the hook because now Mobius has lost both of them. He's in deep shit. Mm-hmm. And I don't really w- believe that that's what Loki wants. Like, I don't think he hates Mobius. I don't think, you know. But. Yeah,
0: but also, time works different in the TVA. Eh? Right. So it could be passing five minutes, and Loki will be gone, whatever, time, and figure out what's really going on, and come back. Maybe. He'll get triggered and say, okay, come get me.
1: Maybe. I also and have... And Mobius
0: like, what the fuck? What happened, dude? Well... And he's like, look, I got all this information. Yeah. Let's go get her.
1: I also have a theory that... You know, when Loki said to her, to Sylvie, that his goal was to like, you know, he wants to get at the TVA and overthrow them or whatever the kind of thing is, you know, something like that. And she was like, I have no interest in that. And you don't really know what her interest is. I have a theory because, you know, the last thing we see at the end of the episode is all these time bombs are going off all across the sacred timeline Mm -hmm. and they're just calling. They're like, we need all available officers, everybody to go out and go after these and blah, 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 blah. Okay. So if everybody leaves the TVA.
0: That's where they're going to go.
1: Then, you know, they're not going to be protected anymore Mm -hmm. because all the guards, all of them are going to be out trying to chase after the timeline to clean up the timeline meanwhile that will leave the TVA headquarters and stuff vulnerable true you know so maybe that's something maybe that's part of like her plan maybe she wants something to do with that I I don't know it's still too early to really say but it's pretty interesting Mm -hmm. it's really interesting it's definitely got me hooked I'm pretty sure it's got you hooked yep I'm in yeah so (laughs) Really loving the show. We'd love to know what you think about it. Please let us know in your comments. Um, You know, you can join us in our group on Facebook. We have a group called The Geeking Squad. Uh, Free for anybody to join. You just send a request and you'll get approved as long as you're not a dill hole.
0: Yep, no politics, (laughs) no religion.
1: None of that baloney. It's just talking about all the geeky stuff and be nice to each other and respectful and... Mm-hmm. all that and you know we welcome you there and we welcome you to come in there and give us your thoughts on where you think the show's going I mean yeah speculate we don't care we're not going to get uptight you can have the craziest speculations we'd love to hear them Absolutely. because you never know you it might re-
0: trigger something else
1: exactly you never know and I know some of you I know a bit about comic books and stuff Megan knows like I know zilch. nothing, <laughs> nothing. But I know there's people out there that know way more about comic books. And there's a lot of people that are speculating that this is going to be leading up to Marvel's Secret Wars in some way. A lot of people speculating like me that Kang is gonna have some role to play in all of this. We could get the Eternals, the Watcher, uh, you know, who knows? There's so many ways this could go. And uh, we've got a lot of episodes yet to see. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna do like we did with this one. Every two weeks, we're going to recap, if we want to call it a recap, we're going to
0: do a top five.
1: Top five finer points on the previous two episodes and uh, see where we're at. And I have a feeling in two weeks from now, we're going to be like, wow, it's be totally different. So different than what we were thinking. <laughs> and because that's the MCU. And that's okay. And that is a okay. So we'll be back soon. Hope you enjoyed. I'm Larry. And I'm Megan. Check back soon. See ya. Mm-hmm.